This is the Draft Prospect Review Podcast on Patriots.com Radio. Welcome to the NFL Draft. The Draft Prospect Review Podcast is your source for all the latest news and information on the NFL Draft. The New England Patriots like. Now, here to preview the wide receivers and tight ends, the writers of Patriots.com. Time once again for another Draft Prospect Review where we... Preview. Absolutely, Mike. Good job. You're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. So it's another it's another edition and this one's a big one. This one is a big one because it's hopefully it's it's fun stuff. Yeah, this is fun stuff. We're gonna talk about the guys who catch some passes. Wide receivers and tight ends today. We have a full house here in in our studios here at Gillette Stadium. We have Mike Dussault, Evan Lazar, and the world famous Matisse Bauman. I'm back. Matisse. Back. Matisse, who had a lot of hits. He did. Some might argue we didn't want those hits, but he had a lot of hits in the 2022 <laughs> draft, so we decided to bring him down here so we could pick on him again. And, and I'll just do the, uh, the, the, the Mike Greenberg get out of the way and let these guys talk about stuff, facilitation, uh, as they like to say. We'll start with wide receivers. Um, there have been a lot of really solid classes in the draft in recent memory. This probably isn't considered to be – a high-end one, but there are a lot of good players. Uh, maybe not that stud standout that jumps and everybody says you got to get him in the top ten, but there are a lot of really good players here, and uh, some of them have even visited. Maybe while we speak, as we're recording this very podcast, one local prospect may be visiting, and I'm surprised Evan Lazar was able to make it into the studio <laughs> and not just stalk him outside. Yeah. Zay okay, Flowers, okay, okay. Zay Flowers, everybody's yeah. um, you know sort of in love with. Um, yeah, you guys all, I think, are in agreement that uh, this yeah. is a guy that would look good in a Patriots uniform. Absolutely, I'll just say a little bit because I know Evan will, uh, will tee it up. He loves him. I mean, I love him too. I just I think that this is the kind of player the Patriots need, and I think the question is just is is fourteen worth it at that point? And I mean, Evan, you know, made a, a good comment on Patriots Unfiltered last week about yes, so. Uh, no question. I just I I've been saying quickness. This is what he has. He's a playmaker in the middle of the field, and and I think that that's just a missing element in this offense. Before we we get to my my gushing and my draft crush gush uh, of Zay Flowers, I I just want to say from a big picture standpoint, I was just talking to Tease about this about how long are we going to go without the Patriots having enough weapons on offense? Like every on paper. I think we're going on five years now where we're going into the season saying they just don't have enough on that side of the football. And eventually that trend needs to stop. And I think it only stops by changing up your approach at the top of the draft of waiting to invest in that position. I, the 50th overall pick in Juju Smith-Schuster is not enough. That's that's not enough of an investment. And that brings you to guys like Zay Flowers who uh, – I've talked about extensively. I think the number one thing that you look at with him is that this is a playmaker at all three levels of the, of the offense or the defense, whatever way you want to put it. And more importantly, when I watch him on film, uh, he just moves differently than everybody else out there. And that was at the Shrine Bowl too. Same thing with NFL talent all around him in Vegas, moving at a different pace. And, and those are the types of guys that I tend to gravitate towards in general. And you got a guy here that – he can take a slant 
60 yards to the house or he can hit you with a double move down the field and go over the top for 60 yards to the house just as Louisville you know he did it multiple ways multiple times against them last year and, and I think that those are the types of guys that translate well into what they want to do people that can run routes that have that extra gear that extra burst that can create after the catch uh, he's a tailor-made prospect for them and, and they'll end up passing on him and breaking my heart <laughs> so so T so you are you in on uh, first, not necessarily specifically flowers, but number fourteen? Is that worth taking one of these wide receivers? I have two guys I like for fourteen, and this, this, Jordan, is, this is where you learn something. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Addison, and Zay Flowers. I like Zay Flowers because he's doing everything you said for those five minutes, but he's doing <laughs> it on a really bad team, which is what stands out. Addison's just a freak, and my thing with these two guys is if you're taking somebody at fourteen, just take somebody who's good. Like if they take Addison or Flowers. And they're a bust. I don't care. You took the you took a whiff on the good on yeah. the star. Yeah, we yeah. talked a little about that on on Patriots Unfiltered yesterday. If you really like a prospect, I I think that you should stand tall in that conviction and and and, uh, and fall in love with them and take them. You know, yeah. don't just say, oh, I really like that guy, but not at not at that pick, not at that price or whatever. Um, I I like Addison uh, as, as well. With with Zay Flowers, the thing that that Tease you just hit on uh, that really stands out is. He's the only thing they have. When you can produce like that, when you're the only thing that really opposing defense, it's sort of the opposite of my Alabama thing. Well, you know, as much as I love the talent of the SEC and the Alabama and Georgia guys, I'm always wondering, you know, which one of these guys is the one who lives off the other guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zay Flowers is all they got. Yeah. And they even had a quarterback this year who had success earlier in his career in Jakovic that just kind of fell off the – Fell off the map on him, and, and doing it with a third string guy. After yeah, that. so I, I I think that Zay Flowers is a pretty safe bet to be a productive player. I don't know what his high end ability is. Um, you know, at at five nine ish, uh, he's not, he's not the biggest guy, small frame, but uh, I mean I, the skills are are, are apparent. Uh, you know, I know you, Evan, you also are like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Similar kind of you know athletic Smith profile. and Jigba is. I think probably the most polished receiver in this class and who has the highest floor. I, I am confident that JSN it by the time his rookie contract is up is gonna have a hundred catches in the league in the season, right? Like I just know that that guy's gonna be able to get open and catch the football. But he doesn't have that electric play speed that Zay Flowers brings to the table. Yeah. But he definitely has that steadiness in the slot where he's just gonna be able to get quick separation at the top of the route, catch the football, not have any hitches or fighting at the top of the route really with his hands, and then go with it for at least another couple extra yards, if not more. Uh, you turn on that Rose Bowl against Utah and it doesn't take long for you to just be like oh my goodness this guy just catches everything he gets open all the time I think he had 300 yards and three touchdowns in yep. that game against Utah uh, those are the types of things that just stand out about his game the angles the route pacing the quickness obviously that translated at the combine and the three cone uh, and just the overall smoothness of his game just watching him go out there in Indian and run even just against air to, in, in, at the Ohio 
State's pro day last week, just run routes and, and watch how crisp and smooth he looks out there. Uh, he definitely looks like a, a very safe bet. I, I think him and Addison are probably the two safest bets for them in the first round. Zay is more like a fever dream of mine and plus uh, just a, somebody that I think could be a home run pick. Yeah. Uh, but if you're just looking for somebody that uh, is going to come in and, and do the job and do it well, uh, I would lean towards Addison or, or JSN for those two things. You know, most of these guys that we've talked about so far are kind of similar. You know, they're guys that can play in the slot. They might not be exclusively slot receivers. They probably have some ability, you know, to maybe play outside a little bit. But the one guy who is different in profile is Quentin Johnson. Yeah. Um, and there's some varying uh, opinions, I think, on, on this very uh, podcast uh, on the TCU product. So <laughs> have at it, you yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll speak for myself. I, I just, I mean, I look at it as, you know, putting a starting five together, you know, and, and kind of balancing things. And, you know, nothing against Quentin Johnson. I mean, I think that there's a lot of, of things to like about his game. I just, I don't like the long strider and, and the guys that get downfield. I, again, like, I just, I feel like they need guys in the middle of the field. I think you've got, you know, some players on the, on the team already that, you know, maybe not exactly Quentin Johnston, but, you know, guys that you're looking to make plays with down the field. And, uh, you know, whether it's speed, whether it's contested catches with Parker and, you know, Thornton's development. So he just doesn't quite fit what, what I think they need to round out. I'd love to see those other guys, uh, you know, the smaller, you know, Addison, Smith and Jingba, you know, we'll get into some of the other guys that, that I like just as much. They might not have the pull-away speed that Zay Flowers has, like that like that burst when you're watching and you, you could just tell, like, they have another gear. Um, but I think Johnson's an outside guy, and, and I don't really see it as a total need. Now, that said, they've met with him a bunch. We saw him at their pro day. He told Evan at the Combine that they had a great meeting. So there is some smoke there. I don't think you can totally ignore him, but if I had to pick, I'd go more the other direction, guys that can play in the middle of the field. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that I have with Johnston is that he basically wins on two routes. He wins on a vertical, and he wins on a comeback, and, and that's it. And now he's got better feet than Nikhil Harry. I know that people have, have heard me say that it's too much of a overlap with Nikhil. I think from a size and profile standpoint, there's a lot of overlap there. Six foot three, 210 pounds, four five guy in the 40. We're not, we're talking about a lot of boxes that are the similar checks uh, as Any Nikhil block, Harry. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is with him is that he is more sudden. Uh, he's uh, got quicker feet after the catch. Like he, he does have a, he doesn't run in cement, okay? Like, I, I, I don't see that with him. Those long strides, I, I, those big legs <laughs> churning. Like, it's just he's, he's got a unique style. But he it's a vertical receiver that's going to win on a very simplified route tree. You're going to maybe develop him on, like, a slant or an under or something like that, hopefully, uh, down the line to give him some sort of uh, quick, you know, underneath type of route that he can run. But it's that. It's a comeback. It's a vertical. And I think those types of guys tend to have issues translating in New England because because they don't have that full repertoire of routes at their disposal. And the last thing I'll say about him uh, from a vertical standpoint, he doesn't attack the ball in the air. And that bothers me. Like if you're going to just let the ball come into your body and you're not going to really go out and use that six foot three frame to go and high point the football when they target you down the field, uh, that's going to be concerning. I think at the NFL level to translate because he's not necessarily going to just run by everybody all the time. He's going to wear some coverage and he's going to have guys on his back and he's going to have to be able to make those contested catches. Uh, maybe that's something that he can develop. I think that's one thing about his game that is certainly coachable and, and fixable. Uh, but I, I think that those are some of the concerns that I have is just 
why it's a definition of insanity to keep trying the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Uh, why would you do that again? Why would you go the Nikhil Harry, Chad Jackson, Aaron Dobson route again instead of going with one of these quicker inside guys? If you take a guy in the first, you need production. And what I really, I really want to like Quentin Johnson, but what I hate about him is in the semifinal against Michigan, he put up 163 yards and had a touchdown. In the final, he had one catch for three yards. That yep. is unacceptable. That's against Georgia. They're going to have a bunch of NFL uh, players on defense, and you had one catch for three yards. So yeah, the one – I'm much higher on Johnston probably than Mike and Evan, um, but the one of the things that really stands out to me is it looks like he's great when he can sort of run free and, you know, find zones, find gaps. I, I don't. I didn't see him get pressed a lot. Um, so some of those things that would worry me about <clears> – <throat> that worried me about Thornton last year would worry me about – Johnston as well. Um, I, I think he might be, maybe has a little more versatility to his routes than than Evan does, but I like him, like him, and I don't love him. Where I really differ with you, Mike, is I want to get away from the other thing. The definition of insanity to me is to continue to try to flood the middle of the field in the post Brady era and think it's going to work like when Brady was here with all these little you know five yard passes that are going to result in fifteen yard gains. I want guys that maybe can get down the field and play on the outside. I know they have guys that play on the outside. I don't like any of them. So I want new ones. So that that's where I would sort of differ there. But um, th- those are sort of the guys that are like first round, maybe early second round kind of guys. There is a laundry list of second and third round receivers in yeah. this draft. You know, when you go down to Josh Downs or Boutte from, uh, you know, uh, my K- my Kayshawn Booty guy from LSU who I think is a – Colossal disappointment. Booty combine. Is uh, you know, Jalen Hyatt, who's one of the guys that that Evan is sort of uh, you know down on because Absolutely of not. you know because of his lack of versatility. And I, and I sort of agree with you on Hyatt, by the way. Um, Want to know your thoughts? We haven't really talked about this guy at all on on our Patriots Unfiltered shows, but uh, R- Rasheed Rice from SMU. Uh, good uh, SMU's good wide receiver feeder. It's you know. You know, you don't necessarily think, oh, well, where do you want to get a, a wide receiver? SMU, but they've had some good wide receivers in the league, and I think he could be the next one. You guys, uh, you guys aren't I, on the side I on was, him. I was, I was, based I, based on the, the thumbs down. I, yeah. I say you guys aren't as high on him. Well, I went this is a, great. We finally have disagreement. No, I, I went through a whole process on him because I really liked him early on when I was, you know, watching him at the Senior Bowl, and then as I watched more and more of him, there were, you know, a lot of the boxes that I look for, captain, um, you know, it's like, all right, well, he's contested catches. Like, what's going on? And then I just started to feel like, can this guy get open? That was my thing with him. It just started to feel like it's real hard for him to, to get away from guys. Um, and that's why he fell down my board a little bit. Um, but Josh Downs, you mentioned him. I just got to say, I mean, I think between him, we haven't talked about Jaden Reed. He's a lower round guy too. But those two guys are, are my favorites in terms of just the toughness, the middle of the field kind of stuff. That What I'm looking for, those two guys, I think, in, in day two, if you could, I mean, if you could get one of them. You just uh, love, love the five-foot-nothing guys. Well, I just like guys who can get open quick. They don't have anybody who can get open quick, you know? I mean, I think That's that great. they have some promise for some downfield people. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about flood the field with guys who – well, they don't have anybody. They have zero guys that can get open right now. So, you know, I, I, it's great if Tyquan Thornton can beat people down Whoa. the field or – Are we down know? on Juju Smith-Schuster? Well, I, I was sold that that was an upgrade I, over the guy who – no, just, 80 balls. just a little bit, Paul. Huh. Don't you're, you're pumping. It's too much. Hmm. Not that much of an upgrade, Paul. Hmm. Uh, so that that's you know that's my feeling. Wow. Yeah, you're gonna keep throwing big tall guys who get down the field oh, outside. Well, she Rice is not know. a big tall no, guy who gets down the field. But I don't think he gets. He needs open. some development. I think he has some problems with drops at times. But uh, it, he's not. A, he's not like that. No, I know. He's not an X. 
No, to, I know. I, I would, sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, if I didn't mean to. He's not an outside guy. Not one, I think in this not system one of my he favorites. is, though. Like, where is he, he going to play? I, I think that the problem that I have with Rasheed Rice is similar to Mike, which is that he bullied people at the collegiate level for his catches. And that ain't going to work in the league. Like, you can't go out there, and when they play the Jets, and they, he's going up against Sauce Gardner, he's not bullying Sauce Gardner at the catch point for, for eight balls for 120 yards, right? Like, those are things are not going to translate as well uh, to the NFL. I, me and Mike see receivers very similarly. I want guys that get you, open. You want guys that have no talent <laughs> and hope that Tom Brady can elevate no, them. that's ridiculous. I want, that's open. what worked. Guys no. That's what worked for how 20 years, how but is, we don't have that guy pulling the trigger anymore. How is that we want Zay Flowers and Josh Downs having guys that have no talent. We just want guys that get open. We want guys that create separation. I don't want to live in a in a volume offense that's r- rely upon contested catches and possession receivers. Like I I just don't think that that's a really great way to those, live. Those guys are safe guys to me. I don't think there's much. Maybe Flowers. Flowers more so than than Downs. So Downs, Flowers has more of a ceiling yeah. than Downs than is Downs, Downs is, to me is like. The Mac Jones of receivers. He'll be fine when he gets in the league, and five years later, he'll be fine because that's what he is. D- Downs is, a, is discount Zay Flowers. He he brings a lot of the same yeah, elements that, that, Z- that Zay Flowers brings to the table, but I don't think he's quite as electric in the open field as Zay is with the football, right? When he gets the ball in his hands, he doesn't have that that yeah. that sixth gear that Zay can and to pull away from the defense. I, I, I don't know if we're ready for – the Charlie Down, uh, Charlie Jones discussion yet? He might be a little bit later than some. Well, of these I want to get some of Tease's uh, day but, two guys. Yeah, because <laughs> right. this is where he made his money last <laughs> yeah. year. Well, first of all, I don't get the hate on Jalen Hyatt. My issue is I think he's too similar to Tyquan Thornton. Yep. He's just a burner. Oh, I don't hate Jalen Hyatt. Oh, I but hate I, Jalen but, Hyatt. But I agree. I'll with, say I agree with Evans. Sort of he one put trick. Up, like the most touchdowns in FBS. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's because you know when he's coming off the line of scrimmage, they just set a pick for him in a stack or a bunch, and he just runs a straight line really fast. And similar to that. On, on my guy Rice, I'll I'll sort of shoot down my own argument, and I'll say I, I do because I think Tennessee there's something with that system yeah. that gets, and I think SMU has a little of that too with that spread and Jalen. Some Hyatt's of that stuff not may not be translatable from Tennessee in this draft. Let me put you that way. Yeah, I don't love the other guy as much. Uh, Tillman. Tillman Tillman was far and away ahead of him heading into this year. Yeah, yeah. high ankle sprain. He's had, he's, had he's got a much easier translation to the NFL. That's a, but that is the, so you like Hyatt? Here's my late guy, Marvin Mims Jr. from Oklahoma. Yeah, Marvin, can, marvelous can Marvin he can, he Mims. He can line up anywhere. He averaged 19.5 yards his career. Long stride, dangerous speed. Like I think that's the perfect day two pick. Also, with the way Marcus Jones plays everything for us, this guy can return punts too. And I don't know if you want Marcus back there all the time. So. I like Marvin Mims. That's a that's a good call. If I had to make a short list of guys on day two that I'd feel comfortable with them targeting, he's up there for me. I think the biggest reason why I like him so much is because he does attack the football down the field, and he's got great great hands and somebody that uh, if you just pull up a highlight reel if you don't have time to be a nerd like me and watch 17 games of everybody uh, Marvin Mims is one of those guys that puts highlight reel catches on film down the field at the catch point like going above the rim and making plays on the football Uh, that doesn't always happen with guys that have his speed and his type of route running vertical route running not a lot of those guys attack the football down the field like he does I think that that's why I like him so much more or feel more comfortable with him than a guy like Jalen Hyatt is because you can watch Mims beat a press corner 
stack them and then go up and get the ball down the sideline and make a catch on them. Whereas with Jalen Hyatt, I'm just feel like I'm watching a hundred meter, you know, like Usain Bolt out there just running track the whole time. Uh, no contact, you know, very little NFL translation. So uh, I think you might hit on that one. Matisse. Mike, do you have a late round guy before we move on to tight ends? Uh, I mean, I mentioned I, or later round guy. I mean, I'm I mentioned Jaden Reed. I just, I, I'm really impressed with him and he's everything you hate, Paul. He's that guy, um, he's, but he's he five, of, six. Yeah, I know he's, he's now maybe not that short, but, but he is that guy. But I, I just, I, I was really impressed with him at the senior bowl, watching him in practices. I thought he really played well. Um, you know, those, those two guys are, are two that I like. Um, another guy that I, I'd be curious just to throw out there, uh, maybe for Evan is Tyler Scott. Who's a guy that I, I've kind of, I like Tyler lately. Scott. I was going to close out with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, some drops uh, here and there, but I, I kind of found myself writing that a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. to guys. And, you know, you sort of read other people's assessments, and sometimes that's dangerous when you don't get a chance to see a guy a lot. You know, like your drop might not be the same as your drop, you know. Uh, I, don't but like, I don't like drops as a thing. I concern. don't like them either, but I, the perfect example was Brandon Merriweather dropped the ball at the end of Super Bowl Forty Two. Asante Samuel had a ball go off his hands at the end of Super Bowl Forty Two. You ask 100 Patriots fans, and they'll tell you Asante Samuel dropped the ball and cost them the yeah. perfect season. He, he kind of did. Why do we have to bring so that he, up? There you go. T Tyler Scott, love Tyler Scott for, like, Pittsburgh, right? Like like a team that develops wide receivers at a high level yes. is going to take a guy like Tyler Scott, and he's going to be a star in the league. Tyler Scott's way too raw for the Patriots. The guy that I would mention – Charlie Jones from Purdue is a guy that you just absolutely have to talk about with them. This is outside of JSN, the best route runner in the draft. I mean, somebody that just really gets in and out of the break, sinks the hips, gets in and out in, in three steps efficiently. And you see that on film, that suddenness and that ability to efficiently get through the route break. Uh, nobody runs a better dig than Charlie Jones in this draft. And then he went to the combine, and when you watch him on film, he comes off the line with some burst, and he can push you vertical a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, does he play fast? Like, is this one of those guys that just kind of looks fast on film? Yeah. But then we get to the combine, and he's a four-five-five guy. He ran in the low four-fours. I think he was like four-five, four-four-five, four-four-six, somewhere around there. So his speed uh, to push vertical, I don't think he's a vertical threat. Uh, but he's got that ability to come off the line of scrimmage, push it up the field, and then cut, right? And that's that's hard to do, to be able to stop quickly and then change directions like he can off a vertical stem is not easy to do. Catches everything thrown his direction. Uh, huge production at Purdue last year with Aiden O'Connell. I, I think he's going to be somebody that is their classic mid-round guy that turns into a, a really good player, and everybody's asking three years from now, how did this guy fall to the fourth round? Yeah, this is a guy that Paul got in my head on because I'm looking at him, and, and i got to be honest, like I, like I wrote as I'm watching him, just doesn't have the shake and bake no matter how much he kind of looks like the part of a day three possession receiver. So, like, I don't know what I watched, but I just was like, he looks like what Paul hates. Is like, yep, they're like to me hates initially. A, hates a strong. Well, just word. you know, it's like didn't really look dynamic to me initially. And yeah. then, as Evan said, he ran that, and I'm like, well, do I need to like no, go back? I, and like, I think he's guy? a decent player, but, but like that profile of what you're talking about, hate is a strong word. I just feel like the Patriots and their fans have de decided they want four of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we can't just have Edelman; we have to have Edelman and Amendola. Like, 
But that's I, another thing I like about Charlie Jones is he's five eleven. Like he's yeah, not he's I mean, not five eight, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I I agree. There's a difference between yeah. the, the, the the little munchkins and the, you know guys with Jake a little Bobo. bit more of a, a of a body type. He's got know? some size, like Slade yeah. Bolden. Is, hey, you know, like, but when you watch Jake guys <laughs> run routes, yes, we got Jake Bobo. I'm, I'm stunned. Mike didn't bring up. Bobo. <laughs> I wanted to. No. I wanted. So we'll, we'll let's let's August. move to tight ends yeah. here as this yeah. is uh, turning into a, an edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Right. Um, Patriots made a, a move with John o. Smith. Uh, they they were able to trade him. They brought in Mike Kosicki, but only on a one-year deal. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, may not be here long-term. This is a position that is widely considered very strong by most of the experts and probably a position of need. I, I don't think that they would go, you know, Michael Mayer in the first round or anything like that, but this is a, a pretty solid uh, draft class uh, at tight end. And I would just, I mean, I see, I think that, you know, there's some high-end guys that are maybe more of that move tight end, but there's also some developmental Y types that I think could make a lot of sense. So I, I, I think that this is one position where I always, I never have a problem finding one that I kind of like because there's just so many of them. Um, I, I'll just I'll just throw Darnell Washington out there to That's start. I mean, he's just a monster. He's huge. And, like, I, I think he's going to go, you know, in between the Patriots' first and second round picks. Uh, so I, I don't really give them a real realistic shot. But I just – I don't know how so you can watch – down for Darnell Washington. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can watch watch him and not just be blown away by his size. And then what he did at the Combine with his athleticism, couple, you know, one-handed catches and stuff. He's just a total freak. Um, just one of those guys that's really fun to watch when we do these. I have a feeling all four of us will feel the same. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of upside there as a receiver. I think he yep. has the size, obviously. Obviously, to Monster. be a blocker. Right, right out of the gate. Um, yeah. And there's probably some upside there with his athleticism. He would step in day one and be their best in-line blocking tight end, yep, which easily. is something that I think that is getting a little bit overlooked with Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki yep. being your two top tight ends is being able to have somebody that can put their hand in the dirt and block. And I think as a rookie – uh, that would be a really nice role for Darnell Washington to be that inline blocking tight end while they really get a little bit more refinement out of him in the passing game and sort of figure out how to get the most out of him in, in the passing game because he is such a big target, but he's not necessarily the most sudden or quick athlete in space. So I, I think you have to use him correctly and figure it out. But I actually have a lot of faith in a guy like Bill O'Brien being able to tap into that potential because he didn't have great production at Georgia, right? He had like 300 yards last year or something like that. Uh, but I, I'm with Mike on this tight end class, I think, and that is they got to come away with one of these guys. Like I, it, you could pick out of a hat yeah and i'd be okay with probably pretty much every single name that you pull out uh, but eventually by the f end of the fourth round i i want to see one of these guys taken uh hunter henry's in a contract year mike Asicki signs for one season only and they really don't have that prototypical inline tight end anyways i just feel like this is way too deep and way too good of a tight end class to come away with nobody that that's really how i feel Tease, who caught your eye i mean it was washington the guy's a moose yeah. um <laughs> like, he just reminds me of the later uh stage Gronk for his Pat's career where like you know he can't catch too much but he's really just an extra lineman and like you just can't teach size he reminds me of Jelani Woods yeah. who from the Colts is like what sometimes a starter number two tight end that guy sticks yeah. out to me but also Michael Mayer yeah. I mean he's a first round guy but he reminds me of Jimmy Graham like the guy who could play D1 basketball just slow, but low key, just shifty. He's just athletic. He's always there. Evan fell in love with him in the combine, but I think you've fallen like you're not quite as hot and bothered by him. I, I just don't feel like in, <laughs> taking yeah. a tight end in the first round is is really the best use that's of the, that's the, of the first round pick. But I I, I think that 
a guy like Mayer, I, I heard a great comparison that I think is really accurate. Uh, he's kind of like washed Gronk in the passing game. Like he's not as good <laughs> like as prime that. Gronk, but I like, like he he's one of Everybody those guys. Feels this way, it's yeah. Same. He he's gonna. He's going to be in some tight coverage situations, but the dude catches everything. And he's a little bit of a matchup problem still, even though he's not the fastest in a straight line. And then he can obviously block, and he's got some versatility. So I really like Michael Mayer um, for those reasons. But if I'm going to go on day two, which is, I think, really a great sweet spot for this tight end class because there's just so many to choose from, uh, I'll go two different types. Uh, what Sam Laporta from Iowa is just awesome. Like That guy is like just him. a fantastic yep. route runner. Uh, really really quick at the top of the route you know you can run an angle route you can run a slant you can detach him from the formation uh he's more of like a move tight end flex tight end that uh, i think has a little bit of comparable uh, attributes to a former tight end that we don't necessarily say his name around here uh but he's somebody that yeah he's somebody that has those that type of quickness and ability to run with the football really really impressed with him another one of those guys you know you mentioned with zay flowers that there really wasn't much else in that offense he was kind of the iowa's entire passing offense last year and and basically carried them a a bad offense albeit but carried them nonetheless and and i think if you're going to go for more of that inline blocking tight end. Uh, I, I really like Schoonmaker from Michigan. I, I think that he's got some untapped potential in the passing game as well. Definitely one of the better blockers in this class. Uh, but you look at that 40 time and then you watch him just burst off the line of scrimmage. You know, you hit play action. You get those linebackers stepping up and he just runs across the field behind them. He's got some real uh, burst and acceleration uh, coming out of his stance off the line of scrimmage. And uh, Koontz. Yeah. Koontz. Got it. Zach Koontz is one of one in terms of athleticism, the most athletic tight end that has ever gone to the NFL combine. I mean, that's, that's wild to just think about that. And uh, he's more like Mike Kosicki to me uh, than a pure, you know, inline guy. Uh, But when you have that kind of athleticism and that kind of film, even at that level at old dominion, I I still think you have to take notice. Deuce, any of these guys? uh, Yeah, I I, I totally agree on Schoonmaker. Um, I would just throw in Latu from Alabama is another one. That's the guy we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you you can't ignore those guys. And and I'd throw Luke Musgrave in there, too. I know Evan isn't as high on him as as I am, maybe. Um, He's more the move guy, but he's just so athletic. I think there's some potential Uh, there. I I like him more than Evan, too. I, Um, I, I don't know if he's... Evan, you used the the word the sweet spot. Like, I'm not sure that he falls somewhere, you know... Maybe third round, fourth round, um, you might be looking at value there. But if he goes higher than that, because I I do think there's a a projection there for him. There wasn't a lot of production um, as a receiver. You're sort of banking on you being able to get him in your system. But I do think there's a base athleticism there um, with Musgrave that, you know, like Dalton Kincaid, just pure pass catcher. Um, you know, out of Utah, but a lot of production. I mean, it's a, he's a guy who's just learning too. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think there's some interesting options depending on what you decide. But I think we're all in agreement. It's it's, it's Washington because it's what they don't have. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's why I would say I just I would lean more towards the why guys, the guys that maybe you can develop. Like you get a day three guy. I, I, I would throw Tucker Craft in there too yep. from South Dakota State. Who you know, good I name. Saw, I saw I saw go against <laughs> right. He's got the name. I saw him uh, unfortunately knock the my Holy Cross Crusaders out of the uh, FCS playoffs. But uh, another guy, you know, small school guy, but has that size, has the potential, is pretty athletic. So Let's see if we can institute the South Dakota State offense. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. I, right? I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned Tucker Craft because that that's the guy they'll end up with. Like that's a school that they've picked from already at South Dakota State. 
and he dominated his level of competition. Like he's exactly like Pierre Strong, yeah. Kyle Duggar, Cole Strange. Like those are the types of guys that they've gravitated towards the last couple of years. The only thing that I don't like about Musgrave is I just feel like he's a one trick pony. Like I, yeah. I, I think running the seam is what he does. He does it at a very high level, but I just don't really see him do anything else on film that is at, at an above average rate. So you think he could be a red zone guy in the NFL? Yeah, I think he's I think got he that has potential. that kind of potential. Yeah. But again, like I said, you're sort of banking on a development there. You're like, I can get this guy in my system, and he can be this. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen it. He hasn't really done it. So you're sort of banking on potential. Yeah, uh, he's just been hurt. I mean, that's that's the big part with him. So uh, yeah, I, I'm impressed with him. A couple other you know little guys I would throw in there. Braden Willis was just you know a special teams jack of all trades. Those kind of guys, seventh round, sixth round, down at the bottom, but. I mean, I think we've covered, you know, all these guys. I, I'd be happy with just about any of those names that we mentioned I think could come in and, and – Yeah, contribute. this one we don't have a lot of arguing to do yeah. because I think um, I think the Patriots need a tight end, Cer- certainly, you know, moving forward, and I think there are three, four, five options that I think any of us would be fine with. Absolutely. So, uh, tight end is a position to keep in mind um, come the end of the month, and that's going to put an end to a marathon. Draft prospect. It's like ten uh, minutes. How we like twelve minutes? Oh, uh, you know, I was uh, I was a lot oh, longer than that. It was more of a, as I said <laughs> earlier, a Patriots unfiltered esque. Um, so we are not anywhere near close to done though. This is uh, just wide receivers and tight ends. We still have uh, a lot of positions on offense before we even get on the other side of the ball. So we're going to put a wrap on this one for now. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.